2: Well, hello everyone and welcome to Life Inspired. I'm Crystal Thornton of 104.1 The Fish and today's special guests are joining me from Central Catholic High School. Central Catholic High School is a highly respected private Catholic school located in Portland, Oregon, and after graduation, 92% of students from this school go on to attend a four-year college. That's pretty cool. First, let me introduce Miss Danielle Ramsey. She is originally from Baker City, Oregon, where she grew up in the mountains surrounding the valley. She learned the value of being a part of a strong community from her small-town upbringing. She completed her undergraduate work at the University of Portland with a degree in early childhood elementary education and has since completed a postmaster's degree in administration. Danielle Ramsey is currently the principal at Central Catholic High School. Welcome. Good morning, it's so good to be with you, Crystal. Thank you so much. and also joining me is Mr. David Shepard. He is a native of Portland, Oregon. David has also lived in California, Virginia, and Washington. He attended Merrillhurst University studying liberal studies and AL. Hardy Academy of Theology and considers himself a lifelong learner and plans to further his education. And throughout his career, he has helped better the lives of young people through education and athletic development programs and has a long track record of guiding young people to success. Well, thank you as well for being with me today.
0: Happy to be here, Crystal. Thank you.
2: 2020, I must say, has been quite the year so far, to say the least. My goodness. My hat's off to parents and teachers who have had to quickly learn the ropes of virtual learning due to this COVID-19 situation. And I must say you all have worked in overdrive over the summer months for sure, because so far so good as we are beginning the new school year from home. (laughs) I guess I should tell everybody that my son attends Central Catholic High School. Thank you,
1: Crystal. It's been one of the most
2: interesting summers I've ever experienced in my what is
1: it, 23 years in education. I've never, um, you know, it's kind of downtime for teachers, downtime for administration, time to plan. And this has just been unprecedented in terms of what we've had to do to try to make sure that we're able to meet the needs of all of our students in this environment.
2: Oh, and it has been pretty tough. David, you have just joined the team, and what a significant role you play. You are the dean of students at Central Catholic High School. And uh, so far, so good?
0: So far, so good. Busy as always. I mean, virtual um, distance learning is an adjustment. Um, however, we're still working like we have a uh, school full of 830 students. So that hasn't changed.
2: No, no. Is this year significantly different? I Obviously it is because it's the first time I think in history that we have been learning from home, but on top of the pandemic, all of the social issues that have been hindering our nation and locally, oh my goodness, uh, Portland, it just seems like all eyes are on our city right now. How have you all dealt with that with the students in trying to, to pick, I guess, focus on the positives that are still a part of our city?
1: I think from my perspective, the most important thing for us has been to remind our students that we are a student school that's rooted in character and virtue. And so we've really been focusing on our virtues for the year, which are resilience, kindness, integrity and conscientiousness, which are such important things that our students are experiencing right now. Um, having to really think about who they are as people when no one's watching, when you're learning in this digital environment, Um, thinking about how they're gonna be upstanders to their peers in these moments of racial tension that are happening in our community and in our nation. And then how do we make sure that we as a school are really building relationship and community that allows our students to feel like um, they have the supports that they need, the tools they need, and everyone has equal access and equal opportunity to be the best version of themselves. And that's really what we're looking for here at Central, which means that we're we're intentional about what we do and how we do it. Um, We're maximizing every connection point that we can have, every message or an opportunity to message to our students, just maximizing every moment to make sure they know that they're loved, that they matter, that their gifts are important, because really what we know about our high school students is while they're really ingrained in so much right now, right now is the time for them to really build those educational skills so they can go make the world a better place as they move forward.
2: Absolutely. David, would you like to add to that?
0: Yeah, I would just say that, you know, um, uh, I'd, I'd like to commend Ms. Ramsey and her staff. have uh, been working tirelessly to, you know, address some of the social injustice that's been mm-hmm. going on. Um, not only in our community, but around the world um, at large. And so, you know, me being new to the dance, if you will, um, I feel like, you know, the last 24 years of my experiences has brought me to this place. And I'm thankful to God that um, that door opened for me to be here. And so there's nothing more that I than to, one, support um, our kids. And let me just add that I'm extremely proud of this generation under me. Um, as I move on into my, the twilight of my years, I'm very thankful for the generation under us who have shown great resilience, um, great uh, continuity and strength uh, and purpose. And so there was a time where we probably didn't view um, the generation uh, under us. There was a lot of question involved in terms of the tenacity, the moral compass, but here we're all seeing a a, a more accurate depiction of the generation under us. So kudos to them for their strength and ingenuity in this effort.
2: And I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons why I wanted uh, my son to attend a, a higher learning educational facility that had faith in it is because I believe that's one of the things that's missing in our society right now in public schools. I believe the removal of Um, prayer in public schools, the Pledge of Allegiance, um, those things uh, which kind of help guide our students to have pride in our country, respect for one another, the character building, those things are so essential. Do you all find that, well, I know, I'm just going to say as a parent, uh, when I first moved to Portland about four years ago, uh, my son attended a Christian education and then went to public school And the thing that I and I'm not trying to down public school because there's there's some positives uh, with those students as well and and the educational facilities. But one of the things that I noticed about the kids was the respect factor. Kids at the Christian schools would open the door for for parents or for adults. Um, They showed courtesies Um, in the public school. I saw that that was lacking, not to say that all kids don't do that, but that was just one of the things that I noticed. Um, I don't know what central Catholics um, uh, you know, if there's, if your students say yes, ma'am, no ma'am, but my son is raised to say yes, ma'am, no ma'am, we're from the South. <laughs> but, but those things that, that character, that moral compass is something that I think is so vitally important. And, and like I said, I feel like um, it's something that I think is coming back. I think that our society is realizing that those values are important, regardless of your faith. What do you say to that? Well, I think that it's
1: why I've been in Catholic education for my entire career, because I do believe that there is a greater purpose in everything that we do. And the privilege of being in a Catholic education system is that we get to talk about those things that are beyond just the curriculum. Um, we get to look at our students as whole people and really talk about their character development, their morals, their values, um, their gifts. But not only that, we get to help guide them in service learning and and Christian outreach to their to their neighbor. Um, we have so much privilege in our education system as Catholic schools and private institutions that we have to remember. That, um, you know, some of the things, some of the challenges of public schools, we don't, we don't have the same. Some of the bureaucracy, some of the things that they have to go through to be able to serve the, the populations that they have. Right. I also don't want people to think that we're a school that is only for one type of student. You know, the thing that I love about Central Catholic and the thing that makes it matter to me Um, is our diversity and when we talk about diversity we're not talking just about racial diversity but we're talking about intellectual diversity socioeconomic diversity and I think it's a real privilege of all of us adults to be able to witness to um, what it means to be people of faith and to uh, question ourselves and to believe in something greater than ourselves and to guide our students on that journey. And I think about how challenging that must be to our public school partners. And I'm pretty impressed with um, the ways that they go about it. But I also know that there's so much we get to do that helps our students in that development and is so intentional.
2: Speaking of your intent for this school year at Central Catholic, what is your vision of success or for success (laughs) at Central Catholic?
1: Yeah, so our vision for success is really rooted in our vision for building a community that is uh, diverse and inclusive, where everyone has uh, equitable opportunity to grow and become the best version of themselves. That is really our goal. And uh, that goal stays the same, whether we're in an all-comprehensive digital learning model, we're in a hybrid model, it doesn't matter. Um, We're about developing students who are relational and responsible who um, think about the justice and social justice of the people around them and are committed to really ingraining themselves in that
2: journey of growth. And how do you all demonstrate that as leadership at Central? David, you want me to take that one or do you wanna?
0: I'll add on, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think the way that we demonstrate that as leadership is that we work in an environment that's incredibly collaborative. We're innovative, we're creative. I think we model kindness. Um, I think we model generosity. I think we all model integrity for our students. Um, We work very hard to make sure that um, we use a diversity and equity lens when we're making decisions to make sure that everybody has voice at the table and representation. So I think all of those things really um, give us focus as a team.
2: And, David, do you to want to add to
0: that? Sure. Yeah, I think to add to that, I think it's also, you know, um, it's very important to highlight um, just in terms of uh, folks of color being hired at Central Capital. Um I think I am the first um, dean or – Um, In the Central Catholic of 80-plus years, and so uh, I wear that with great pride and great honor. Um, And I think it's important for our students to be able to see themselves in the faculty and staff, and I'm very appreciative um, of our president, uh, Mr. McGinty, and our principal, Ms. Ramsey, for really pulling the trigger, being courageous enough to um, pull the trigger and hire folks in key positions here. We. We uh, And I'll let Miss Ramsey kind of brag about that in a little bit, just in terms of we've got, we have a African-American Dean of Student uh, Management. We've got a African-American health teacher. we got an African-American social studies teacher. we got an African-American director of diversity and inclusion. We have an African-American adaptive teacher um, who's also assistant in diversity and inclusion. And so that's, and I'm just naming a few. Wow. And so I'm thankful to be a part of um, that group that was hired this past uh, summer. And I think more importantly, um, I think Central um, at this time, which I'm so pleased uh, with our leadership is really walking the walk and talking the talk in terms of um, you know, what social justice looks like, um, getting behind and uh, facing uh, some concerns about diversity. And so I'm just appreciative of her vision it's really easy for me to get behind that effort. Um, I tell you, you know, during the interview process, um, I was interviewing them just as much as they were interviewing me. And at the end of the day, I was really impressed with the vision uh, of our uh, principal, uh, Ms. Ramsey. I think it's phenomenal. And I think, like I mentioned before, I think it's a divine purpose uh, that I'm here and divine timing that I'm here. And I'm really thankful uh, for that.
2: Amen. We're, we're excited that you're there as well. And, and I must say kudos and hats off to you, Ms. Ramsey, as well. I don't know what to call you, Danielle, Ms. Ramsey, you know, my high school principal it's coming back on. I'm like going, okay, what do I, how do I address her? It's too late now. <laughs> how do you like to be addressed? How do you like your students to address you? Well, my students
1: call me Mrs. Ramsey, but anyone else can call me Danielle.
2: Okay, cool. I just wanted to clarify that. You heard that rock. Rock's in the background. And by the way, I know y'all have heard my dog in the background. you probably heard my phone in the background. That's what happens when you record from home during this COVID-19. But thank God we have some professionals with us today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so how is Central Catholic handling the current state of the city of Portland's reputation? with your students while the world is watching and focusing on the social issues facing our community and the nation I mean we live right downtown Portland and I try to let people know you know the whole city is not burning down um matter of fact I live three blocks from where the epicenter of everything is happening and no it's not where I want to be or have my son or (laughs) or my family for that matter on a on a regular basis but Um, It is important that uh, people have the the freedom of speech, but, but, you know, how do you, how do you combat that negative uh, perception? Um, And especially with the students because, you know, I think it's important for them as they're learning to be proud of where they live, to be proud of their community.
1: I think um, I would want to start with a statement that our work started 2000 years ago with the person of Jesus Christ doing this work when he was walking this earth, right? And um, and so it's our call as a church to be um, doing this work of social justice. So what, what we're doing um, follows the footsteps from generations and generations past. Um, And it's not a new story in a lot of ways, but I do think that it is a new story in the way that it's showing itself in our city in that for some reason, Holy Spirit inspired or whatnot, the bandaid has been ripped off and we are seeing um, new ways that we're being challenged to talk about and to encourage change. And I think that has really challenged us as educators to think differently about our students and knowing that they may not just quietly sit and not talk about the things that they're seeing or that they know. And so we have to be ready to engage with them and to support them and to hear them and to even be willing to look at the ways that maybe systemically, even as an institution, we have not been um, as equitable or as fair as we can be in the way that we've responded to, um, to people of color. And so I think really what has been important to me is as the leader of the school to have both of my feet firmly planted in anti-racist work, and then to use that as the lens that we use as we move through conversations, dialogue, policies, um, anything that we do that is that work to make sure that we are representing the marginalized, um, that are marginalized because of our systems. And so, um, and this is a new work for us. You know, we've been, uh, we've had a diversity and equity um, director for the last six years, David Blue. He's done incredible work um, with our faculty and staff in terms of training and reading and talking and discussing that has really brought us to a place where I feel like we're kind of ready for this moment. Um, We have been doing a lot of work in how to, um, have conversations about race and equity in the classroom. We've been building those skills. We've been working on uh, Zaretta Hammond's work on cultural, diverse. um, oh my gosh, I just lost my words. Um, Cultural responsive teaching in the brain. So how the brain works in terms of our racial backgrounds and how we can incorporate that more into the classroom. And so this is us just getting started, even though we've been doing the work for a while, we still have a long ways to go. Um, But we are willing to engage. And I think that is what matters to our students, that they feel like it's a place where we're willing to take those risks and to have the conversations with them.
2: David, you were raised in Portland, Oregon, and you are African-American. People can't see us, but they can definitely hear us. (laughs) And so how does this make you feel being a part of this generation and the change that is happening slowly but surely in our community.
0: I think it's great. You know, like I, as you mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, I've lived in Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, um, California, and um, Seattle, Washington as well. So being from Portland, I think you you take your experiences from Portland and you take those experiences from other places and you bring it back to your hometown to make your hometown a better place, right? And so. Um, one of the things that I'm really, really excited about, and Danielle touched on it a little bit, in terms of being able to make some systematic change, right? Yes. Uh, we've heard a lot about systematic um, oppression and systematic racism and things of that sort. And so what we've done, which I'm very proud of, in terms of um, looking at our policies and seeing how they fit in that diversity and equity lens. and so. Um, this year, and I'm sure Ms. Ramsey will uh, speak a little bit more to this, is that um, we have made some changes in our uh, student handbook, right? And these are specifically related to anti-hate and anti-racism policy. And so through that effort, uh, we've moved away from more of the punitive measures as it relates to consequences and more towards the restorative justice piece where students can have a real opportunity to to learn, to be enriched, to value the cultures of others through that restorative justice process, as well as pick up some conflict resolution skills that they may or may not have um, already. And so I'm very, very proud of that. Um, And it's something that we're incorporating this year. Uh, We're also partnering with some of the leading um, agencies within our communities to make that effort uh, more of a reality. And um, so again, um, I, I can't thank Ms. Ramsey and Mr. McGinty Um, enough for having that vision to really address um, some of the ills that we've seen um, in previous years.
2: All right, on to a lighter subject. (laughs) How do the students at Central Catholic inspire both of you? And both of you are parents of graduates of Central uh, Central Catholic High School. So what has that experience been like, and how do these students inspire you?
1: Well, I didn't really know the full value of a Central Catholic education until my own children really went through the process of being educated through Central. And so having a graduate, a senior, and a freshman, I know firsthand the impact that this this community has in the lives of the students who move through it. Um, It has changed my children for the better. And I think that I am inspired the most when I see our students really reaching beyond themselves to reach out to others and the way that our programs do that, you know, we have an incredible program here called our Rams program that serves students with intellectual differences. And we have students who um, opt to take a course where they're a friend to that student so that they can access the educational environment and the relationships and the kindness and the, Um, authenticity of those friendships I think is what really really inspires me and the way that our students do that in the halls but then the way that you see them take all of those skills and use them in the broader community from our students who went out this summer and were leading marches and were the voices of um, equity out in our community Um, There's no stopping a central Catholic student from something that touches their heart and moves them to the core of their being. They're not afraid. They are courageous and they're upstanders. And I think that is so
2: incredibly inspiring. Awesome. David?
0: I think for me, you know, um, Chris, I had a similar experience probably about three years ago when I stepped um, into the um, into the school for the first time at an open house and i had a student i was probably 12 yards away from the door and i had a student uh, who walked in before me and held the door for me and so immediately i thought oh this must be a kid who's a a class you know he's on student council and he's you know volunteer hours and shortly after that i recognized that that was just a a a normal student here um at central catholic But, but as i began to be a parent to volunteer or to come to some of the events I noticed that every kid had that moral compass in terms of being kind and being considerate and being empathetic to others that they don't see, and so I think for for uh, my child who um, first started at St. Mary's in uh, her freshman year and did our sophomore, junior, and senior year at Central Catholic, she really blossomed into who she is today. She was uh, more of a timid, quiet, shy type of kid before she came to Central, and found opportunities to get involved and to and to grow and improve and herself and and um, there was a lot of um, concerned adults and supportive adults that were around her in terms of staff that really helped her with that process and so I think from a parent standpoint I'm just inspired by um, the genuine the genuineness of, of every student here at school is really refreshing
2: Fantastic. One more question for you all. You use character virtues as the basis for summer reading and summer's just finished, but I'm just curious, what is something that both of you have read recently that has inspired you?
1: Well, I've done a lot of reading this summer. Um, I have read more books this summer than I think I've taken on any, any summer, but I have to say that the things that I've read this summer that have really inspired me, um, stamped from the beginning, um, white fragility, how to be an anti-racist, putting that with the book educated. And then, um, the tattoo artist of Auschwitz, I feel like I've really been ingrained in this journey of, um, finding my own voice as a partner and wanting to know how I can be the best accomplice in, um, bringing everyone up to the same place. And um, I feel like that's really been my inspiration in my reading, knowing where my gaps are in my own learning, my own knowledge, um, recognizing those and then really knowing that through some simple study and some time and some commitment, I can close those gaps. And when I close those gaps, it allows others to be lifted up. So that's really been my journey this summer in terms of the things that I've been reading. David, what about you?
0: And I spoke, to a colleague um, about this book. It's The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, um, who was one of my favorite authors. I yes. think it's so fitting um, even now. I mean, you, you look at decades ago when some of his writings came out and how prevalent they are now to this time that we're in. And I think it's important for us, those of us who have read any of his writings uh, or any of his books, to revisit those now. Um, I think that we would It's almost like reading a scripture that you've read for 15 years and finally the lights come on because it's prevalent to where you are. So um, that's been the most inspiring reading I've done this summer.
2: Say the name of that again because it broke up a little bit. I want to make sure we get it.
0: The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. Uh,
2: Well, I just want to say thank you to both of you. You have been outstanding. Thank you so much for sharing your hearts, sharing your passion for what you do and we are so privileged here in the city of Portland to have you as leaders guiding our students the next generation our future literally and so our prayers are with you here at the fish um, here on life inspired and uh, we just look forward to an amazing year and can't wait to until we see each other in person Uh thank you so much Crystal. what a gift for us we really appreciate the time Oh, you are so welcome. And if you're listening right now, you can always check in every other Monday. That is when we come out with a new episode of Life Inspired. Just head on over to thefishportland.com, share that link with a friend, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to Life Inspired. I'm Crystal Thornton from 104.1 The
0: Fish.